Hello and welcome to the one 106 of a second photography podcast. I had a little break and break for Easter and now I'm back. And today in the podcast, I'm going to be talking about asking people about their camera settings and what camera settings they used. Oh, I hate that, but I almost did it. So let me tell you what happened. I'm at work. I'm, I'm back from Easter. I'm, I'm back at work. We're all working remotely. And one of my work colleagues shared a photo and this photo was really good. And they said this is a photo of a bird landing on a pond and it was really good. And we weren't in conversation at the time. But the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, what camera settings did you use for that? And it wasn't we weren't in conversation. It was like on a on like a Yammer board type thing. So I looked at it and I thought that and I thought, no, you shouldn't ask that. I hate it when people ask me that. Now, why do I hate it when people ask me that? And that's actually bugged me. It's bugged me for some time while sort of thinking about this podcast episode. Why do I hate it so much? What's wrong with it? For, and my first answer is people are cheating. And somehow I don't like that. And somehow I don't think that's fair. They're cheating in photography. And then I sort of think that's ridiculous because one, I'm, I'm not the photography police. I don't police people and people are free to do what they want in photography. As long as I don't break any laws, really, or steal my stuff. That's the one thing I do hate. So what's my problem with cheating? And the other thing is if someone wants to cheat, they can just put the camera to auto. And I wouldn't mind that. And the reason I don't mind that is because they probably won't get good results. So they'll take a shortcut by putting it into auto and they'll get shortcutted results. And somehow I'm happy with that, as ridiculous as that seems. So I'm okay with them putting it in auto. I'm a little annoyed if they ask me what it was that I used, what camera settings I used. So I guess it's because I've put lots of work into working out how to do photography no one's shown me how to do photography well that's not quite true because i've watched youtube tutorials so someone has shown me but i haven't gone to school i haven't got a photography degree it's pretty much all self-taught i've sat through those youtube videos i've gone out i've taken a picture i've looked and i thought i don't like that and i've tweaked it and i've i know what to do now i know when to use flash i know how to set my flashes up and I've actually taught people how to do photography based on what I know. I've taught people flash photography. That's one thing um, I do occasionally. I go and teach people flash photography in tutorials. So I guess my resentment of the camera setting question comes from all that effort I've put in. You just sort of want to steal it and make it your own and not bother to put the investment in that I've put in. Is that a righteous thing to do? Is that the correct thing to do? Is that a silly thing? I don't know. That's just how I feel. But it's the whole thing of this picture and asking about the camera settings really got me thinking. So as a photographer, you should be able to look at a picture. I do apologize if there's a dog barking in the background. Hopefully you can't hear it. As a photographer, you should be able to look at a picture and sort of get an idea of what camera settings were used. So this is a bird landing in water. So it's going to have a high shutter speed. It's in the middle of a pond. Or actually, it's not in the middle of a pond. It's in the middle of a lake. Or it's on a lake. So probably, I can assume the person didn't get into the water. 
because if they did, the bird wouldn't land near them. So they've probably got a telephoto lens, they've got a very fast shutter speed, and it's going to be really fast shooting with a telephoto anyway. We're going to be going well above the reciprocal rule. So for those who don't know, the reciprocal rule is one over your focal length. So if you're shooting with a 50 millimeter lens, then if you shoot above 150 of the second, you shouldn't see any blur or motion shake due to holding it with your hand. That's the idea. So if I've got a 200 millimeter telephoto lens, I can I have to go over one two hundredth of a second. In reality, you need to go a little bit higher than that. You need to go past the reciprocal rule when you're using telephoto lenses. So I know it's a telephoto. I know it's a high shutter speed. I know the aperture is going to be probably no higher than f 5.6. It doesn't look blurred. And I know when we shoot telephoto, we get compression. So you can shoot F8 and still get a blurry background with a telephoto lens. That's one of the nice things about telephoto lenses. Probably, thinking about it, it probably wasn't a wide open aperture because the focusing isn't quite as good. So you need um, a bit of depth of field to get good focusing on fast moving objects. So I could look at it and I could guess and I could learn from that, from that experience of guessing. So what's my problem? Well, I guess I have no problem. I guess I think, you know what, if I can work it out, maybe other people should be able to work it out. So just have a look and think about it is what I'm taking away. But probably the more important thing is what camera are you using? That's the bigger question. And there's a bigger question still that's going to come up. What camera are you using? Were you using a compact camera? Were you using a phone? Were you using a full frame? Were you using a micro four thirds? And the reason that question is so much more important than camera settings is one, you can put your camera in auto. And two, if you're going out to capture birds, it's really important you have the right kit. So what's the minimum kit I can get away with to go out and capture a bird landing? Can I do it in my DSLR, my kit lens? That's really what people would want to know. Because once you get out there, you can practice on birds that aren't fast moving and you can practice and you can see what you get and you can tweak it so you get what you want using your histogram on the back of your camera or sending it over to your phone to preview. Well, there are a variety of ways to bring a laptop with you. What I'm trying to get at is if you know what kit to bring and you know what kit people have used to get success, then you can go out and you can practice and you'll be in a better place than going out thinking I need one three hundredth of a second at ISO 800. That's not going to be massively helpful, but knowing what kit to bring might be helpful for you. So the other question that probably is the most important question about this photo and what I should ask about this photo when I get around to speaking to this person is how long were you preparing that photo for? So if you're a bird photographer, if you're photographing wildlife, have you been there for hours waiting for the perfect situation to happen, the perfect scenario of a bird landing? Or have you got out of your car, walked to the lake, pulled your camera up, a bird's landed, you've snapped it, you've got the perfect shot on your first go and you go back to your car? Or have you spent four hours there? Or have you been going back one day for a week just to get that perfect image? Because it's more than the bird landing. It's you don't want a hazy day. You don't want bad lighting. You want good, bright conditions, but not harsh shadows. You don't want people in the way. You want 
a, a nice sunset as well. So how long have you been preparing for that shot? Because you know what? If you've had to go one day, if you've had to go multiple days in a week, maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe I don't want to put that amount of effort in. So that is the most important question. How long did it take you and how many tries did you take to get that perfect shot? And do you think it was worth it? Because what you think might be worth it, it might not be worth it for me. So anyway, that's my rather rambling thoughts on what camera settings do you use, sparked by seeing a really good image that someone shared at my workplace. But do let me know, have you sort of got any odd quirks that things really annoy you in photography and you just hate your pet peeves? Am I just fussing over nothing, as is probably the case in most of my episodes? Or do you agree? Do drop a comment and do let me know. And again, I'd really appreciate it if you could like my Instagram page. And there will be a link in the description to my Instagram page. Anyway, whatever you're doing, stay safe, keep shooting, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.